Brian, I might have to borrow your uh, vac cleaner thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I'm Brian. I'm joined here today with Chef Lili. Uh, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Good, good. All right. Let's turn the music down. And before we get started, as always, please go to our YouTube channel, our Odyssey channel, our Rumble channel at Maximum Libertarian. Subscribe there. That helps us out. And then if you want to follow and read about any of the topics that we discussed today, you can go over to our Twitter channel at WeAreMaxLib. So let's start. Uh, what do we want to talk about? Let's see. Did you see Pete Buttigieg? I put up a video last night. It, someone had sent me a message saying that it was um, smearing Mayor Pete. But what his idea is, is to replace the car payments with um, a monthly payment to the government. And then you'll have your cell phone and you'll be able to... Uh, just pretty much you'll call your ride. It'll come pick you up. So that's what's going to, the transportation secretary, that was just an idea floated. This isn't in any bill. You know, so what this does is it has a constant. Um, tracking. Well, not only tr constant tracking, but you're never going to own a vehicle. You're mm -hmm. always going to be paying for these roads. Regardless if you have a vehicle or not, I guess you would have to pay this servicely i don't know this is just something he's throwing out there what do you think about something like it now granted i'm still trying to i've sent the message to the author of the article and um mm -hmm. i'm trying to find out where he said it when he said it because obviously reading it i could write anything that someone said but where did they say it how can i verify it you know so but if let's say this is all true what do you think about it i think it's horrible um, I used to do a lot of photography and film, especially when I was living in Los Angeles and, um, having to rent out different trucks and vehicles in order to do documentary films and doing what we were just talking about two seconds ago before we started, um, it adds up. And when I purchased my first Cadillac, um, from one of my air force friends, um, I felt the new freedoms, um, I could film, do photography at five o'clock in the morning and not worry about it. Right. right. Uh, and a lot of when I had to rent things, especially doing photography and having all the equipment, lighting, um, different shades that you put up to change the filter of the uh, lights that are going through the actual camera lens, um, all of that stuff. I had to wait almost like 10 a.m. all the time because I could get up at five or I usually get up at 4.30 and then have everything started. And it was like I had like a whole hour that I had to wait before anything would ever get started because I was always dependent on somebody else picking up the equipment or driving to this scene or something part in the mountains or somewhere like that. Now with photography, it was the same thing. So I'm 110% against all of this. Uh, 
Pete Buttigieg has proven numerous times how ludicrous and a liar he is. There was actually film, uh, somebody shot on a, uh, I think it was like an iPhone camera, him and his secret service people or whoever protects him, uh, pull out like four or five blocks from Congress and he got his bike out so he can officially say that he rides to his bike to work every single day. And then um, it was a couple was I think it was like a month after that uh, footage came out, there was actually Republican senators that actually do ride their bikes and they go to the train system and stuff like that. So it was like, you have two examples, right? Peter Jedge uh, doing everything for the cameras and then actual people, actual Congress people doing it because that's just the way they want to save money. Now earning, a, okay, so there's a couple of things about cars, right? So now cars are having all this technology in them, right? And if anything happens in Taiwan and stuff like that, we're not going to be um, able to put chips in vehicles. Well, I think that really started in 2000. Um, er no, I'm sorry, not 2000. 2021 is when the chip shortage really started. So if you're buying like an F something Ford truck or I, I, don't, I think Ram was okay, but there's a lot of trucks that couldn't get these chips. So they couldn't sell the truck at the top part of the line, like let's say $40,000 for a truck. They had to sell it for 28 because the technology wasn't in the vehicles. And then it's like, um, with any time you use GPS on your car, right? I don't know about your SUV because I own uh, a Cadillac. They save it. But when I wanted to come to your house today, right? You know what it told me? It told me dates and times when I've been at your house. Hmm. And I was like, dang, all right, Cadillac tracking me like an iPhone. But it's like, that's the technology and stuff like that. But it also works out good too, because if I ever got in trouble, I'll be like, wait, hold up. My car will tell me exactly where I was. But that's if I'm using the GPS system in there. It doesn't allegedly track, track me if I don't put in the GPS coordinates and stuff like that. Um, but the thing with... Um, not owning a vehicle that will almost let you stay in your state and then it almost condemns you kind of into your own community so you won't go to the other side of town like like you went with mission barbecue today you wouldn't go over there because you would have to have somebody to drive you right but then it's like what are these other people that have medical needs like people from the va well technically you have two types of veterans right that go to the va one that actually has uh i think it's called a vid dot pass or v dot pass i don't know exactly what it is and it actually has like a, a van system that if you are 100 percent disabled and you can't walk and you have to have a wheelchair or something like that they will come to your house pick you up take you to your appointment and then pay, take you right back home so that system already set up but then there's veterans like you and me well we can drive and having having someone say that we're going to track you right is number one secondly um you got to pay for everything see the paying part is like um i understand the whole entire thing about uber and when they came up with um they were fighting over how much they should be getting paid and all this other stuff right and then they changed the software that you can rate the driver versus you can rate the passenger right and uh if we're going to do the rating system then no i definitely don't want 
anybody to pick me up because what if I'm having a bad day, right? And I don't want to talk to you. So I'm not friendly. So you're going to give me two stars because I don't want to talk to you, right? Because I'm having a bad day. But the other thing with Pete Buttigieg, I just... I just look at him as a, a great disappointment. There's nothing really positive. I've ever seen anything come out of his way. I've seen people cheer him on. And then I see people like wanting to throw lettuce at his face, like back in like the medieval times when they used to throw vegetables at what the people they didn't like. But it was just to me, I feel like his ideas are so um, out of touch with what reality is. Because I know, what what is that saying that they're saying? Um, in the future, we're not going to want anything because we're not going to be able to own anything. And with people like purchasing houses, um, like where I live, um, we're getting up to a half a million dollar homes. And they're not really that schnazzy. You know right. what I mean? But that's the prices are going skyrocketed. in this house literally across the street is um i think it was 4.99 and my house is much larger than that house right and it's just like even though we purchased our house three years ago and it's just like when i see stuff like that i think of pete Buttigieg. he's behind that you know not like Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory but that's the thinking and i feel like we need to be pushing away from that mentality because there's nothing wrong with you brian owning your own home Brian, there's nothing wrong with you owning your own car or two cars or seven cars or a car lot because you're paying all the taxes on it, right? You you have insurance on it and all this other stuff. And it just, to me, Pete Buttigieg, when he thinks of things, um, I don't feel like he thinks for the whole community. It's only a a very niche market because some people are like, Oh, that's great. You know, I don't need to be out on the road. Da, 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 da. Okay. That's fine for you. But how about me? I want to be out on the road. I like grocery shopping. And that's another thing. When you go grocery shopping, does that mean I can only purchase like three bags of groceries versus whatever? Oh my gosh. You don't even want to know how much groceries I buy. Well, that's all going <clears> to depend <throat> on how much, I mean, like, I don't even know how the system would be set up. If you're going to be able to, and when you call, because he in his statement, it was like, well, it might be a single ride or rider, or it might be, you know, but it would it be just circling around, picking you up, pick me up, pick whoever else up. So you might be sharing a ride type deal. Uh, I'm not certain how it would run. And then if that was the case, and let's say if you were going to go grocery shopping, you're going to need more room. You might have to indicate it on your phone when you call for the ride to come pick you up. Well, I'd pay more probably. But if you're seeing the way that we're marching, if -hmm. you look at the way, like they don't want people to own houses, they want people to be a constant renter. But what is is the purpose of that, you think? What are your your thoughts on, because you personally, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm saying it, own your own home. But that makes me feel like I'm independent, right? I own my own home too. Well, no, I don't. I, I'm paying a mortgage. Well, so technically I don't own it, but it's mine in my name right. for the loan, right? So to me, what if they came and said, Brian, we're taking you home? Well, it would be, you know, that would make me very angry. Right? And I think that's the whole idea. And that's what I don't, I've never 
grasp the concept of communism and socialism in the fact of your whole idea is you should be doing is to work to better yourself. And the second you uh, don't better yourself, you're going to not work hard, you know, and that's what they constantly are doing. Like, so once again, if it's some ridiculous idea of us having a constant payment to Mm -hmm. the government to use their road system, or if it's something as uh, simple as making it outrageously high to buy houses, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the American dream. Why we're losing it, and I think we could have a further and deeper discussion about it, why we're losing it, but, uh, you, you, you know, if we don't can keep that, it's going to go away, just like the freedom of speech, and like, you know, it's very much like with guns. I remember someone told me at work, they said, well, we're always going to have the Second Amendment. There's so many guns. And it's like, no, it don't matter. It's a, it's a, this is a marathon to them, and they've been running it for 50 years. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is get several generations going, I don't need guns. I don't want guns. They're dangerous. So don't have them. As soon as right? that individual, the person who mm-hmm. believes in the Second Amendment dies, well, if it's my nieces come up and take my guns, I know mm-hmm. they wouldn't do it, I don't believe, but let's say they take them, and then they'll march right to the police station to, or one of them buybacks. You know, they'll just, well, I don't want the gun. Here you go. And they're just giving it right back. That's how you beat the Second Amendment. You just have to wait it out. Well, I don't know about that because uh, they signed into law that if you go into any VA hospital or VA clinic, because uh, there's two different types of VAs. There's hospitals and clinics. Clinics are for smaller population or a very uh, distinct uh, locations versus a hospital that you would have to travel to to get there. Um, the law that passed is um, if they feel that you are mentally incapable, they will write into your medical records and put you on a list that you cannot own any firearms. Right. The VA makes that decision. And that's total communist right there. How effing dare you tell me that I'm incapable of owning a weapon, even though I have like what every single year I was in the Navy, we had arm quals. We had to actually fire weapons and other things to get qualifications. And in doing so, we can actually receive a star on our ribbons or we can get higher ranking ribbons when it came to firearms and training. So to me, the VA is something is I'm just looking at it more communists as well, because how dare you say or make a judgment saying that I can have firearms or not. And as of right now, I'm just so thankful that I am service connected. So nobody can take that money away and no federal government or any government for that matter can tax me. So that is money and income that I can actually be, you know, counting on, you know, but I kind of digress a little bit. When you said about the Second Amendment, I do feel that that we're under attack. I feel that it's very interesting when we have a Democrat uh, politician in office, we have all these mass shootings. But when we have Republicans like President Reagan, uh, President Trump, um, I'm trying to think 
and definitely know because I just read this from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. That's one of my favorite presidents, but I wasn't living in that time. So therefore, I can't say he was really snazzy poo. Only what I've read. Um, there was no there was no violence when it came to firearms, killing and stuff like that. And now every time that we hear something on the news, it's almost like 48 hours. We find that it's fake, that it was a um, false flag. Uh, that gentleman that just shot up the subway uh, fired so many rounds and didn't kill anybody. And when people say, oh, he must have been the worst, you know, shooter ever. No, he was probably one of the best. Because if you can shoot in a crowd and not hit people that are like looking like chickens with their heads cut off going around in a little subway cart, that's pretty, fa pretty fabulous. I mean, I'm not trying to give him props, right? But he did turn himself in. He was not, he gave himself up. And when we, I listened to some of his YouTube videos and stuff like that, he was a black racist nationalist. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, uh, when he, he made a comment that I kind of want to get your opinion on, um, the comment was, how dare the new justice, I don't want to say her name, um, Justice Johnson, um, marry a white guy when she's black. What do you, what are your thoughts about that? Cause now it's 2022. Well, I mean, I have no issue about anyone marry whoever you want. I've never had an issue with that. I mean, it's not a shock that people still feel that way. Really? You don't think that's a shock? No. I was shocked. No, because I think, you, I mean, the difference is I don't think it gets... I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, I most would prefer people to, to know what people really think and not try to be politically correct and worry about, because if I was to make some comments right now and someone wanted to, then they go and dox me. It would put me in a strange situation, possibly with the workplace or other groups that I'm in. I could make statements, you know, but I would rather know what you're true, what truly in your heart. No, don't really surprise. Because love is love, right? Yeah, and then you also, but we we live in a country. Our country has been, and I kind of wonder about it, but it's almost like instead of just, I'm trying to, instead of fixing it, we we we, we go from like a really bad idea. And we snap to a really bad idea. They're trying to overcorrect. Mm -hmm. And in turn, I th if this makes sense, I think sometimes we've used television, we've used um, radio, you know, speakers and things of that nature. Like you can tell the black community, you need our help. Otherwise, you can't succeed. That's a lie. Mm. Get out of their way. Give them the freedom. Give them a fair shake, and you'll just be just like the white community or any other community. If it's uh, Asian or Hispanic, whatever, just get out of their way. But we overcorrect in this country so poorly that I think we've done detriment to. Like if we tell people, "Hey, you need you're not going to be able to succeed because this is a horrible place," and if you don't get our help right now. Well, see, I think that you have a lot of good uh, thoughts there, but our generation, um, anybody that's in their forties and up, 
uh, we grew up in the 90s and we didn't have any racism really in the 90s in the aspect of um, television shows saying, you know, white people suck and all this other shit. We never had people on TV in the 90s saying um, black people are dumb or anything like that. In the 90s, we had uh, Bill Cosby um we had the cosby show and we had a lot of um different we also loved comedy in the 90s so a lot of people i feel like our, our generation right uh we have effed up uh humor because we grew up within living color we grew up with um was it sean um ivory waynes and um then we we went on to um Jim Carrey and all these beautiful artists came out of the nineties and shaped actually a whole generation. And I feel like we're not really that sensitive in the aspect of how I see some people crying when president Trump became president in 2016. I don't feel that that was really our generation acting like that. But one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, with all these false flags going on in the United States with guns and stuff like that. And then like, so the shooting happened right, uh, after, um, vice president Joe Biden, now president, um, said something about changing the, the ways that we're going to be handling guns and stuff like that. And then like 12 hours later, we have a gun firing in new york and stuff like that and it's just like um how is it one presidency we have no gun shootings and then and then now we have another president and now we have like mass shootings ever it just starts up again and to me it's just like if you can't see that this is a design then you'll never see it you know we have said so many things in our generation right that if you're not awake, then you'll never be awake because you're just, your head's in the clouds. And it's like, we're trying to tug on your clothes and say, Hey, you know, this is what's really happening and nothing's happening. But my question to you was, um, okay. So with the comedy and with the guns and the VA, so you can see how some of our rights are being chipped, you know, away and stuff like that. What are your thoughts about the VA telling and putting that veteran or a veteran on a list so they cannot uh, pass the security checks to get firearms? What are your thoughts about that? Well, bottom line is, my, if you want my personal opinion, this isn't just for veterans. All red flag laws are illegal. I think you can honestly make an argument that all gun laws are illegal mm -hmm. because there's nowhere in the Constitution that says anything about what they're trying to do. Now, do I understand what the idea is? Absolutely. But I think it goes back to people needing to secure their guns properly. If they, if you're, you're living in a house with someone that you know is mentally ill, then you need you know, the parent up in uh, Alex Jones, you know, Newtown, Newtown, right? And he went and, like, he's a mentally ill kid, and he got the gun from his mom. Mm -hmm. She didn't have it properly put away. Okay. You know? So I so understand. Turn, I, wait, I'm going to interrupt. I understand when you say properly put away, okay? So there, there's just something that I just... It, it tugs on me and I want to get your opinion on it too. Okay. I understand 
all about safety of firearms, right? Because every time in the military, it was like, for me, my job, it was every three months, I had to go to the firing range. But because it was so much fun for me, I went like almost every other day, right? So um, if you're in a home like this home right here, and you have your gun safe, and you have your, you know, your gun safety uh, locked up and all this other stuff, right? Um, so what happens when the burglar comes in on the other side of the house, uh, far away from your guns, and then you're trying to defend yourself? Well, there's a thing that was created in, uh, I think it was 1998 or 99, and it's, um, it fits on Berettas, it fits on, um, I want to say revolvers, but it's like a yellow clip and it goes in between that. So you, you can put a key on it or you can put a, like a safety clip on it. Um, and then from there you can actually, uh, have your firearm like in a drawer by your bed stand kind of deal. But when, when I hear people say, Oh, they need to have, uh, uh, safety, you know, all this other stuff. Well, I know how I grew up. And I knew where all the firearms in the house were in the aspect because my dad wanted me to know. He's like, if you're ever hurt, this is what you do. This, and he, uh, I think I started uh, safety at the age of eight. But see, I come from a whole different family. Uh, I come from a military background family. Uh, both my uncle and my dad saw combat as well as my grandfather. So we're they were all combat veterans. And now I am one. So it's just like, I see the second amendment, right? And I read what militia meant in that time and what firearms was stuff like that. So every time people got out of the Navy, that rifle that you had is technically yours when you leave because it was signed by your social. And that's why when people would come home from the military, they would have their rifle. Because it was, you know, that song um, in the uh, Marines, this rifle is mine, there's none like it, you know, that saying, right? And that was actually a real thing that Hollywood picked up on and put it in that, um, what is it, silver, what was that, a silver metal jacket Full or something? Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket, thank you. And um, that was a thing. And they stopped that, I think, in the 2000s. Because I don't remember anybody getting out when I was still in the service, getting their um, actual um, rifle. But it was like that. And then like um, when I was uh, in LA, they had post, I want to say it was post 43, I think it was, or 42 in uh, Hollywood, California. And uh, they have a whole entire room that you wouldn't know it was a room, right? Unless you knew somebody. And it was all the falling veterans that supported that post and their weapons. It was, it was beautiful because I, you know, I don't look at firearms in, um, in Democrat eyes. I look at fire firearms as a way, not just protection, but it's also beautiful. Like if you go to my husband's office, you'll see the, uh, two antique rifles, um, that we have, um, we don't display them like we used to, but, um, but the thing was this, it was like, uh, it used to mean something like when the Knights in, you know, the Knight Templar stuff, right. Their sword was their weapon and they passed it down to their sons 
or, you know, it, it was a sword that they would use if they were going to become a knight and they were knighted, they would get that sword. And some people don't realize uh, that firearms in the military were kind of the same thing as the knights. Okay, so I said all of that to ask you. Um, okay, so you told me how you felt about the VA taking our weapons away. And they have literally no right to do that. Um, but my other thing was with these false flags, like it's like 48 hours or less than 48 hours. This time it was like, I think it was like 17 or 20 hours later, the guy turns himself in. So what are your thoughts about the false flags? And then what we saw in the summer of love when they took over a couple uh, blocks in um, Washington state. So what, what are you, your thoughts on both of those aspects? Well, I'm not a big fan of false flags because obviously what they are exactly what they say, they're a false flag designed to make people change opinions. Fear, yeah. You know, if it, and, and I know it didn't start with Kennedy, but that was a big one was when the CIA was saying, hey, let's go uh, hit a couple major cities in the United States so that way we would go into Cuba. You know, and it's continued on today. Um, and that that stuff was it Operation Northwoods, I believe it's called. And that was got declassified. Um, there, I was just reading something about they said that Kennedy got shot. Because I've heard, you know, you hear all these different rumors of why he got shot. And, yes. Um, but the mafia. Those, yeah. Yeah. But the one that I just heard the other day was because of his handling of the Bay of Pigs, when he could have went into Cuba, the CIA got mad and they knocked him off, mm -hmm. you, you know? Yeah. So you had all these different, now granted, I do think, it was not just Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald by any stretch of the imagination being the only And he shooter. was CIA? I, well, he, he, you know, it's so twisted and, you know, it's so dirty, the mm -hmm. whole thing, but, be it here or there. I'm not a big fan of false flags. I don't like it when they get exposed. I want them to be exposed. Yeah. So people can know about them. And see, I think that's a lot of my distrust comes from is because of where you start seeing stuff like that or Ruby Ridge or Waco. And well, the one thing you that start really coming back and you're just like, well, now what's going on? Like if we use Ukraine, I'll use Ukraine because oh, that's the big thing going on. Oh, you don't know what. Like someone said, what do you think we should do? I said, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I said, so, the only thing that I really know ah! is there's, I know Ukraine has a big block of Nazis. Yes. Okay. And they're in the military. And I'm not sitting here saying, hey, let's go sh let their military die. Okay, so wait, hold on. Say, hold on. Say, say what a Nazi is for them. Well, well the Nazi party was from World War II. Yes. The social, uh, what was it, national... So, oh, I don't know what Nazi stands for. It, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah, thing. Yeah. But it was, a, you know, it came from Germany and they wound up in Ukraine during the war. And then when the war was over, it was just like a bunch of Nazis went to, was it Brazil or in, in Chile? Argentina? Chile, Brazil, and Argentina. Because of Tom Brady's wife. Yep. And then, you know, they always talk about her, you know, just because she's a white lady and, but she's Brazilian. Not that that matters. I mean, mm -hmm. it could easily wind up, but I do know. Uh, there's a lot of Nazis over there in and, Chile. And it, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a whole camp right. that nobody can enter unless you are German. So, um, my thing is 
I don't believe trust the media. Never. So mm-hmm. in turn, I don't trust. I, I mean, I got like when I look online, I want to make sure what I'm seeing and talking about, I can verify. Right. So in turn, I would prefer to stand down and I'm not putting any of my men or women in harm's way. And I'll tell you something else. What they're doing is they're sending these old weapons over to Ukraine to help mm-hmm. them fight. Because what they're doing is they're getting rid. It's old equipment that's going out of date or whatever. They get send in the it in there. inventory. Yep. They, yeah, they're doing turnover. Well, you remember when Japan attacked us at Pearl Harbor? Mm-hmm. It wasn't because we were attacking Japan. They attacked us because we were supplying the people they were fighting. So we're like sitting there going, "Oh, we'll just give them a few weapons." We're not fighting in Japan. You're yeah. giving them. So when you, it's just like when they say talk about like um. For every dollar we give to Israel, we give two dollars to their enemies. So are we really that good of friends with Israel if we're giving their enemies two dollars? And you, you know what I'm saying? I have no issue with Israel, but or or, or anybody. I, I think it's all governments. A lot of times they use us as pawns. Yes. And but going just to end it real quick, um, I don't trust nobody. I would stand down. And you need to do research. And I, God knows how we're going to figure it out because I was down at Amvets having a beer, mm-hmm. and some lady was like, and I said something about the Nazis in inside of Ukraine, and mm-hmm. she was like, "But they're killing people." It's like, okay, <laughs> well, I, okay. yeah, it's, but I'm not in favor of what the Ukrainians are doing either. So yeah. we need we we need to try to figure out what's really. But we, we you, you can't hear it because if you fight, if you do have a discussion about it, they give you two minutes on major media, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're having to cut from it so they can talk about Johnny Depp and Amanda Heard. Ugh, and, you know, that's really what they do. That's mm-hmm. that, yeah. mm-hmm. we should. How these twenty four hour networks don't? We got twenty four hours. All right, at midnight from midnight <laughs> to six, we're just going to do an hour long show, limited commercial. For six hours, mm-hmm. we'll have different hosts, and we'll just go one topic at a time. Maybe two hours. Like, dude, Joe Rogan. I don't understand. Joe Rogan pulls 10 million people. <laughs> yeah. Just bring Joe Rogan on and say, or someone like Joe Rogan, say, here, from midnight to three. That's okay. when your show is going to be. All right. We're going to have limited thing. You have a discussion. Mm-hmm. And then you can take it and turn it into a podcast. Okay, so I want to talk about Ukraine. Okay, so this is what really irritates me once again we go from uh mandatory vaccinations to war because everybody found out that the vax the covid virus 19 is literally a false flag it's basically a lie that was given to us because we were living a good life and we needed fear and all this other shenanigans right then um, once the we're not getting people vaccinated, all the truth is coming out about the vaccinations, how they're giving uh, young people heart attacks, slowing people down in the aspect of giving them brain fog, and they're just doing a lot of stuff to the actual body. So we have to focus on, because now the truth of the vaccines are coming out, so now we got to think of something else. Um, and the other thing else was Ukraine. Now, there is a guy that I used to follow a lot, and he's a Chilean, and I was actually born in Chile, so that's how he got, I got interested in him. I was like, oh, another Chilean, all right. And what he did is he went to Ukraine, and he was actually taking uh, 
screenshots, but actual live streaming from Ukraine. And he showed that who was in charge of this war and it was the United States and everybody, we all got to see it live. Right. So there was no, uh, time to set up a, uh, like a fake, like a green screen. There was no time for production. He just walked in into it. Right. And, uh, then after that live stream, he said, if this is my last live stream, if you don't hear me, hear from me in 12 hours or so, they I'm dead. So it was like, um, 72 hours. He gets on a live stream again from Ukraine area and says, I have been captured. I've been put in, you know, prison and stuff like that. I cannot leave Ukraine because I was telling the truth. And now that I studied so much on the USS Liberty, which is Israel attacking a United States naval uh, ship when it was verified that it was a United States naval ship, uh, Israel openly bombed and destroyed that ship. And to this day, we don't know why Israel did that. We don't know what it was a test for. Didn't they say that we were doing war games? For the USS uh, Liberty, I am not sure. Because I have actually am reading the CIA documents, and I don't even believe what the CIA says you know, face value, because they said that, um, the guy that shot Kennedy was a CIA agent. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, whatever. So every veteran is a CIA agent. Come on now. But anyway, so, um, when I hear things about, um, the news, I'm like you, I don't believe it. Now, every time I hear, hear anybody say something about the news or something like that, it's like, I don't hear it. It's like, okay, so, um, everything is changing. And we all known that, you know, we all known that, um, from the COVID to Ukraine, and then they were trying to go back to the COVID thing again. And when we go shopping, we still see people wearing masks. And every time I see a person wear a mask on their face, I just feel that, uh, Dr. Rand Paul, he said to Dr. Fauci in the hearings that it's all theater. And, and these people I see, they're really hurt. They've really, uh, been manipulated and it hurts me, right. To see children to this day, still wearing masks on their face. F the adults, cause you can make your own decision, but a child seeing them in the grocery store or Lowe's or home Depot or any gardening area. Cause that's one thing I love doing, right. Seeing them with a mask. It just, it's like, you're telling them that they need to do this. And that to me is just, it's scary. But, um, what I want to talk about Ukraine was, I don't believe any of it. Uh, Russia, before any of this started happening, Russia gave Ukraine a, um, a way out, mm -hmm. a way to settle this before anything happened. Then, uh, when we saw the Ukrainians driving by the Russian tanks and they were trying to throw those, um, lit their, um, wine bottles with the gasoline and they're throwing it. And, um, well, um, it came back and hit the guys that were, um, trying to set on fire the tanks. So it hit the window and it came back to them. And that guy is like severely burnt. But then there's another thing I want to just get your opinion on real quick. 
was what are your thoughts and opinions about that man setting himself on fire on the front of the Supreme Court? And there was nothing that like, what was he protesting? Nobody seems to know what he was protesting. Was he protesting the lack of justice in the United States, how everything is changing to crap when it comes to the court systems? What are your thoughts about the guy setting? And he's dead now. I have no opinion of it because I, I saw a headline about him catching himself on fire, but I, I didn't read it because I didn't. I, that's not my style of protest. And right. So, I mean, uh, I'm not going to damage myself. I wouldn't damage anybody else's personal property either. You know, <laughs> when I see that in 2020, I thought that was kind of silly. Well, let's get on real quick. Let's okay. move to another topic. Um that we, I wanted to talk about with the Republicans in Florida, because since we haven't talked about this, okay, uh, you know, Governor DeSantis took uh, Walt Disney World's um, special stuff. Yeah, they took all that little bit away from them. But the problem is that I think what they're going to run into is because Disney is going to, um, yeah, they weren't paying taxes. They had, which. For how many years? Well, since the 60s. But, How many years is that? Well, for fifty the, years, fifty some years, right? But now that all the you know the taking care of the potholes, taking care of trash, a lot of infrastructure, bond the bond that they have out that's a billion dollars now go on to these local uh, localities, and so I'm not anti what took place mm-hmm. by any stretch. I think I don't think any corporation should have so much power. But I think if it's good for the goose, it should be all cool. You know, if I open up an amusement park, I should get special treatments like that. Yeah, because Six Flags was um, sued when the people were dying off the roller coasters. Right. But if you died at Walt Disney World, right, you don't have that. But I, th- I think, I guess... You can't the, sue them. I guess in the end of the day, I think... Even though I think it was the right call, I believe. Um, I don't know if now what he's done is he's put on two localities. You're going to have to figure out how to pay for it. And localities, as we know, are already struggling as is. Good. Shut it down. We can't shut down Roanoke City. We can't shut down Mm -hmm. whatever the localities are down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's impossible. I'm well, talking about Florida, though, not Roanoke County. I'm not shutting down. Why are we going to shut down Florida? No, I'm saying shut down Disney. Why? Well, I mean, I, I don't care what Disney's fine. I mean, they, no, it's not. It was 19 people that were arrested for raping children. Then there was another batch before that no, was no, like no, no. 20 I'm, some people. I'm not standing up for, for pedophilia. I'm not standing up for the pedophilia because otherwise no. I'd be saying let's go shut down the Vatican. You know, right. <laughs> And the, right, you know, we, crazy. We, I understand, you know, I don't, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just using, just talking about what he's done. Governor DeSantis, I think, has rushed out there, knee jerk reaction. Do, I don't, he, I don't, do you think he really sat down and went, "Hey, gang, you're going to now, uh, you're going to have to tell your citizens because I just read this article on yeah. MSN. Um, they're going to have to raise taxes." By twenty to twenty five percent to cut for all those people who live in that area. Yeah. What do you think they're going to sit there? You think they're going to be high five? Now we're already on got high inflation here in Roanoke. We got mm-hmm. that car tax and they, they or personal property tax. They usually older model cars as they get older, they the tax goes down. This is the first year they've went up on it. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons, oh, oh we're going to use that money for infrastructure. You know, that's insane. They're not going to do jack with, except. Okay, well, no, I take. But go, on, go, okay. go down to Florida. Let's so, no, stay no, 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 I want to. Oh, no, because you made a good comment. And I want to tell you about it. Okay, so about the infrastructure and stuff like that that's happening. I do see a lot of things happening in Roanoke County, not the city. Well, I don't know. No, that was the city. Because I live in the county and across the street is um, the city. So Mudlick, that's where they're doing all the 5G wiring and stuff like that. They're doing all that infrastructure. But they're also repaving some of the roads there, which are really bad. I don't understand that. Okay, so being uh, like in the masonry program, training program that I'm in, we have to learn about soil. I was just talking to you about that at lunch. And that is part of masonry. So why doesn't the people that are doing our streets understanding that we need to have uh, like a different kind of, uh, I don't know, it's not gravel. Asphalt? Yeah. I mean, why are we still doing that old kind of technology and we see how you have to repair it every other year? Not, it's supposed to be designed for every 10 years, right? Now, what we have in Florida, we have concrete roads right? Which breaks down maybe uh, every six years, every 12 years. It depends on how many heavy trucks and how many people are breaking really ridiculously, right? Because breaking uh, does stuff to the foundation underneath. And then that's why you get a pothole because the, the stuff underneath the actual roads are shifting, right? And then when it rains, that part gets moistened. And then you can see how some of the roads go like this, like a little dip. That's from rain and, you know, over time and stuff like that. But some of the stuff in uh, Roanoke County in Virginia, we need to hire some people that have some sense of what soil is and uh, the actual surroundings and stuff like that. Because I've lived here for three years now. They have repaved uh, in three-year time, right? Twice in three years. The Blue Ridge uh, Parkway. Right. They've repaved that like twice since I've been here. And I've only been back to Virginia for three years. So what do you think about him? What? They can make him like with the uh, streets and stuff and it's stronger than concrete and things of that nature. Well, I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay. I got to research that. Okay, but going back to Disney. Okay, so you opened a big box of worms, I should say. So Disney uh, just had one of their, they have their own police force, okay? So they're not Florida State Police. It's Disney Police. Well, they were just charged with raping a 14 year old boy. And this is how they handled it. They just put the guy, uh, the security police officer, I don't know if you call him an officer or not, uh, transferred him to California and they paid off the family. That's not a way you, no, that person just got away with rape, a molestation of a child. I don't care if you're 15 or you're nine years old right? Or a baby, an infant. You just, those are things that we just don't do in our society. And Disney has been caught over and over and over again. And I didn't know until I started doing my own research because I, as a child, went to Disney World with my family and I hated it. I hated everything. It was fake. Everybody was stupid, like nice. I hated it. 
right? And my mom even told me she didn't understand why I hated it, right? And then there was this ride called The Small World. And I hated that because it was all dark and you got to see weird things in the background. And I hated it. Like to this day, I, I just, I will never go into like anything like that again, ever. Like I, I went to Epcot because I was forced to, and I will not force um, anybody to go to Disney World or Disneyland or any of that stuff. I did go to Knoxbury Farm, which is in California. That's where Snoopy lives and Charlie Brown. And uh, there was nothing demonic or scary in that, right? Well, I wouldn't go at the Halloween time. But Disney always had a weird feeling with me. I never uh, got into the Disney movies. My sister was hooked on them. And she had like bought all the Disney movies, right? I didn't like the Little Mermaid. I didn't like that she had to change all this stuff about her to fall in love with a guy, right? And I, that's how I looked at it, right? Wait, I got to change this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this just to get the guy that I love? Well, maybe he's not the one for me, right? And then... Um, are you thinking about the little mermaid? Yeah, okay. She had to sell her soul and her voice to become human. So what is what does that mean that I have to do in order to get a good husband, right? Okay, so that's that one, right? Then Snow White living with all those uh men and living the dwarves. Yeah, but living outside of society and stuff like that. And it was just like that was just weird to me. And as a kid, I thought this way that it, this is weird. Right. I didn't um, like Finding Nemo. I didn't like that movie either. Um, I didn't like how um, the child got separated from the dad, but then the mom died. And like every Disney movie, the mom dies. Right. The mom always dies. And I hated that. Like, Why did the moms have to die? And then they told you they told you in Disney World um, that Walt Disney's mom died. So all the movies, the mom's dead. Okay, so in Aladdin, um, Jasmine didn't have a mom, just had the king. That's it, just a dad, right? Then in the movie um, Little Mermaid, she didn't have a mom, she just had the dad, right? In Lilo and Stitch, the daughter only had the sister, you know, didn't have mom or dad, you know? And if you look at all these Disneys and you break it down, all these movies are just horrendous. Like, I just saw The Jungle Book for the first time. And I was like, what? The cartoon or the movie? The cartoon, not okay. the not the movie. Like the people movie? No, not that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like seeing all these movies as an adult versus a child, right? But I didn't like any like um, any of them. And I'm trying to think of the one that really traumatized me. And I can't think of what it is now. Like Beauty and the Beast really traumatized me too. Um, this man had to, he became a beast and this flower was a curse and there's always curses on everything in disney there's always like this demonic curse right and people don't see that either and then the lion king is the one that really got me the lion king okay so uh once again uh the lion king didn't have a mom only a dad and um the uncle that would look like antifa that we see now kills the dad right so he could become um, you know, the leader of the pack or whatever. And then from there, everything goes downhill. Mm -hmm. And then the uncle puts all the guilt on the kid saying that, oh, you're the one that killed your father, not me. Right. And I was just like, that's just, that's horrible. So putting guilt. You, so do you think Ron DeSantis, what okay. would you look, or, or are you, were you done with your the thing with mm -hmm. the Disney? Because I get what you're saying. Every I, movie I, was I like that. I never thought of the Disney having the mom being dead and the dad being there. 
because if you look at television shows, the, the they always play the father mm-hmm. as an idiot. Yeah. And then the kids are wild and then you have the strong mom. So like, cause that's the thought process of, you know, in the seventies and back, you would have, um, if it's, uh, what's his, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Andy Griffith or Fred McMurray, you know, they're stand up fathers with no mothers, with no mothers, but they were stand up or, or uh, Cleaver, Ward Cleaver. I don't from know the leave it, leave it, leave it to Beaver, Ozzy and Harry. Like we'll just use these as examples. Okay. And they were stand-up fathers. They had the wives, or they had no wives for some reason. Uh, but then it, it turned to a point where they wanted to break down the family, and they were making the dad seem like an idiot, like an Al Bundy. You had like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. but if you looked, it was at a, a doctor, lot, yeah. right? But if you looked at a lot of the fathers, they were the like a. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, joke of mm-hmm. the thing, but okay. So, but let's go to Ron DeSantis real quick. Okay. Um, do you think like if you were a voter of him, and then all of a sudden, hey, your property tax is going to go up twenty to twenty five percent to punish Disney? Do you think he made the wise decision, or should have he maybe figured this out once again? I think everyone should be as free as possible. And especially if Disney, he said Disney had the ability to build a nuclear power plant on their yes, facility. They did. If they didn't, they were idiots because I think we should be focusing on nuclear very much because you want to talk about clean, zero emission, unlimited power. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let's just put it up willy nilly, but let's figure it out. Let's put it in some good spots. Yeah, and we could power this country, but we don't want to really do it. It's see, it's easier to say. No, they put fear about it. They put a lot of fear with that because of the explosion in Pennsylvania and the power plant there. Because remember, we had one. We had one in Pennsylvania, and it didn't go well. But see, the thing is, with uh, there was a power plant, and it was in Ukraine, right? And then they had that big, huge debacle and all this other stuff, right? And then now that it's been over, what, 70 plus years since that even occurred? I'm not doing my math. I'm just guesstimating there. Um, And they were saying that there's people that are still alive and living on that land that it was exposed by the, um, the actual explosion itself. They're still alive. That tells you something right there. So all that fear porn that you try to put out into the atmosphere, and then you see this woman that was a baby, and she doesn't have three eyes. She doesn't. She has all her fingers and toes, like 10 and 10, right? And there's literally nothing on the outside that we can see, I should say. But she still eats. She still gardens. She still does everything that she did as a child, now as an adult. And she says, I refuse to move. This is my roots. This is where I was raised. This is my family. Blase, blase, right? Well, when we... Are you talking about Chernobyl? Yeah. Okay. That's in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but to be here or there, I'm I'm not advocating by any stretch of the imagination if we have a meltdown, let's all continue to live there because all we have to do is look at Fukushima and they're having people run in there trying to shut that damn thing down and they're still dying. I mean, radiation. Okay, but that was something totally different, it, it's though. A, it's a blast. I mean, you know, let's. That was on purpose. R- right. Why okay, so no, the well, thing I don't know that. If that was on purpose because that was a fault line. It was an earthquake. 
Okay, I don't know what you're talking about now. Fukushima's in Japan. Yeah, oh, I know that it was stationed over there. But no, I, what I'm saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I, but you're, you were saying that lady was staying in Chernobyl? Yes, she's still and there. I'm just saying that she's I, not. No, she's not in Chernobyl. Okay. She is literally outside of it. Uh-huh. And they evacuated. That's when they killed all the dogs. They killed all the animals right. because they, they were so deathly afraid that it would contaminate. Somebody would eat it and all this other stuff. Right. And now they see the wildlife that came back and they're, they're living there. Right. They don't have like 10 eyes or they're not like this weird odd shape that you may see some places in the ocean with a fish that has six eyes, you know, and on one side, not the other side. So he has one eye and then like five over in the other side. Right. Um, anyway, um, what I wanted to say about nuclear power, I'm 112% for it, but the people that have to be running it and building it have to be extremely educated in that engineering of what has happened. Now in Chernobyl, that the actual events and stuff like that, which you're gonna you're gonna laugh when I say this. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So I've done a lot of research on this because I am a huge fan about. Uh, the comebacks and how we come back from such disasters and what happened and all this other stuff. Right. And it was crazy because the people that were the engineers for the concrete, right. For the pouring and all this other stuff to have all these different coolants and everything else like that did their job correctly, Mm -hmm. did it correctly. And to me, to me, I think that is awesome. Brian's trying to get pens while I'm trying to bust out some facts here. Okay, so um, the people that uh, engineered the foundation of the actual plant itself literally did everything by the book of what the engineer, top engineer, designer wanted. So the actual designer, I guess you would call them an architect, said that this, if anything bad happens, we need to have this drill to this amount in each uh, even calculated like perfection to the soil and everything there. And to me, it was like, that was probably one of the most fact, fantastic um, things I've ever read because I wasn't born then and I didn't live in Ukraine or anything like that. So I don't know how it was in that time, but to see everybody. And then um, because I guess the, the original architect was OCD. He wanted to have everybody's name that was um, doing the concrete, wanted everybody's name that did everything with the soil take away and stuff like that. Um, And he wanted to have records like, okay, so this, this person was here. That's how like very, very uh, particular he was about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so when they were doing the constructions and when the tanks or whatever exploded, exploded, the concrete held it and then collapsed. And that's exactly how it was designed. I'm not saying it correctly. Um, okay, so let's say we have a cylinder, right? And we have a hot uh, bulb, like a light bulb in it. And when the light bulb shatters, because let's just say something hit the light bulb, but didn't hit the cylinder, right? So it fell into the, the cylinder, okay? So then the light um, explodes, right? And the only reason why the light exploded was because of the electricity from the light bulb itself exploded outside into the glass. So the glass can be like the, uh, the debris or whatnot, right? But how the cylinders were built, it just collapsed. It held it, 
then collapsed. And some of them collapsed uh, the wrong way, but uh, like two of them collapsed the right way, which was like this inner. Mm -hmm. So it contained everything. So like the person that designed the things in Ukraine designed it in such a perfectionist way that it actually, when they explode, it almost was like they designed it to make it explode in a way, but it exploded and it collapsed inside of it. So the contamination, uh, not all of the contamination, obviously, but enough that it went back into the soil, almost like a cloud, uh, like an egg shape, and, and it collapsed on itself. So all the contaminants is in that one area. But as we know, when the rain comes, right, the contaminants will go down, but the water will bring the contaminants back out. So that was another thing that they did with the concrete and cement. I just thought that was awesome because that's what I'm studying in school right now is concrete and soil. But I am 112% for nuclear plants. And I feel that uh, people like me that thinks it's really cool are the ones that should be working there. Not people, I'm doing this for a job and whatever, you know, because there's some people like when I hired people to work at my restaurants or my catering company, I wanted people that were excited about food and presentation and stuff like that. I would not hire you if you did not have that qualification or charismaticness about food, because all of this is tied to me at the end of the day, you know, Will Chef Lee get hired for another job or will I not kind of deal? But if you weren't enthusiastic about food or enthusiastic about whatever job that you're doing, all you're doing is taking space for somebody else that wants it more than you. And that to me, I, I've always taken that philosophy with everything. You know, um, if you're not enthusiastic about what you're doing, why are you doing it? And I feel like you're enthusiastic about what you do for your full time, because every time you talk about it, I get all excited about it. Oh, and um, I'm going to be buying a whole entire filter, filter, water filter, uh, like station that goes throughout the whole entire house. So I don't have to worry about just my shower head. Okay. okay. So I am totally for uh, Santa's. Or DeSantis so how about you, Disney. But how would you feel if you're that guy who, or individual, you're the voter who voted for him, now mm -hmm. all of a sudden your tax bill's going up 20 to 25% because they're getting into a pissing battle with the Walt Disney Corporation. Okay. Because so, let me just be an example. Okay. We'll use Glenn Youngkin, who is our governor here in Virginia. and um, He still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said he's the governor here in Virginia. But like, and I voted for him for the expressed reason. Terry McAuliffe said that he would make it hard on people who were unvaccinated, and um, Youngkin was saying that he would not ma make it mandatory for anyone to be vaccinated and things of that nature. And the other um, guy was for uh, and, teachers, not for the parents. Yeah, but I I, I have no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I have skin in the game, mm -hmm. but it, let's be in reality, my skin was in the game of I don't want to get the vaccination. I'd rather take supplements. I would rather do things. I understand mm -hmm. I'm not anti-vax by any stretch if people need it, but I was having my issues with this one, and that's only that, that was the thing. Youngkin comes out, he goes, um, and he made some comment about marijuana, and he said his statement was, I've never met anyone who was successful who smoked marijuana. That was his statement. And I, I didn't hear him say that. He, oh, yeah. He okay. made that statement here just a couple of days ago. And when you see that, it makes you go, 
okay, well, I can do several. I mean, if it's Snoop Dogg, if it's Joe Rogan, if it's Kevin Smith, if it's That's entertainment though. It, but they're successful. And there's people who are smoking marijuana right now who are successful that I know who run businesses who aren't celebrities. Mm -hmm. Okay. The state, or why don't you make the statement that anyone that drinks an alcoholic beverage every is an night, alcohol? It, yeah, it's a, and they're not successful. That's stupid. So in turn, when I, not that I would have, he would have lost my vote because he makes it, he, it, it disappointed me. Mm -hmm. And when I see with Ron DeSantis and out of the Republicans, he would be the one that like Trump, uh, but not to get into it, who would I run in the 2024? But DeSantis is a younger guy. And like when he, when you make moves like this and you're now you're beginning to punish your voters, is it going to come back to bite him? I don't think so. So, and you know, he's going to have an election, I guess this year, correct in Florida. I believe yes. is, 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 I mean, uh, he's up for re-election. So, yeah. um, and the other lady said uh, she doesn't have a porn tape, and I was like, did anyone accuse her of having? Yeah, a right. Nobody. She just went out and said, "I don't have a porn tape." Sorry, <laughs> Billy Idol, Heidi flies back in the nineties was the Hollywood madam. Okay. Um, and of course Charlie Sheen was in the Black Book, from my understanding, or that's what they claim. And Billy Idol, he he did that songs back in the eighties, and I guess he had a couple in the nineties. Um, but he came out and put out a press release that he did not purchase any prostitutes from Heidi Flies. No one accused him of doing it, but he was just doing a premeditative strike, I guess. And uh, comes to find out he was. <laughs> they never announced him to it, but really, Sheesh. what he should have done was just come out and say, "Yeah." I, I do want to talk about the marijuana thing in Virginia. Oh, okay, yeah, so um, I'm 100% against uh, smoking marijuana. 110%. I am 120% against. Yes. Okay. I'm 120,000% for uh, marijuana in the aspect of oils, uh, chewing it, like eating it in your brownies, eating it and going into the body. Um, smoking, it takes, it lights up, it heats up. And that's, that's when it doesn't become valuable to healing the body. Now I have seen personally with my two eyeballs, right? A man taking chewy CB, CBD. Yeah. The chewies like this, like a little, like uh -huh. a little square. Right. And he stopped shaking from, um, uh, what is that? Palsy? Parkinson's, Parkinson's right? disease. Yes. And I saw it with my own eyes and I was like, I, I don't, I mean, I was literally right, like not even 19 feet away from him. And, um, I was like, yep, I'm sold CBD. I am totally on board with, uh, smoking marijuana, 110% against because smoking it heats it up. And as you know, I'm a certified nutrition and well, naturally now, um, a nutritionist, heating up something that is um even like teas right it's oh it's almost it's healthier to drink tea at room temperature and having the sunlight uh make the tea leaves go into the water and stuff like that versus heating the water up to 120 degrees and then putting it in right and first of all you can't even drink anything at 120 degrees it's too hot burn all your taste buds out right 
but that's how I feel about marijuana smoking it. You're raising, uh, whatever the product is in, you're raising that limit up. So the value of what you're ingesting into the body and your lungs is decreased. So it's almost like it's pointless. And, but what you're getting is the hallucination part, but if you eat it and digest it, right. Um, because I was told that smoking marijuana could help my lung. Um, I have one real bad lung and that's, uh, I know why I got that. That was from my Navy days. Um, but what happened was, uh, they were like, oh, you need to smoke marijuana. No, I know I'm not going to do that shit. Um, but I will take chewies or what is it? Edibles? They call them, right? Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Um, because it doesn't make sense to me to, um, like, I don't even like grilling my own food because when you're grilling, uh, protein and stuff like that, uh, you're okay. So let's say we have all the, the good stuff is in the middle. And when grilling it, you're bringing the good stuff out. And then once it gets out, it's gone. So you're just basically eating like protein. That's it. That has no value to it unless you like bake it or saute it and stuff like that. Right. There's a different value and you're not burning the protein, which is a muscle. Right. I can, you know, go into that for days, but I'm 112% against smoking marijuana. I'm 112 million percent for, uh, CBD in anything. Anything that could touch your beautiful skin, anything that can go into your digestive system, I'm I'm for that. But smoking it, no, it, it it's, it's pointless. Not all, all you're doing is you may be relaxing yourself, right? It may you like you may get to that re relaxation, mm -hmm. but it, you're not healing. It's just like you're relaxed, right? And it's it's funny because like when I saw that man stop shaking because he ate a chewable, right? I was I was I was sold. I was like, you don't have to tell, I mean, I would like to know what was in the chili though, but you know, I didn't make it. So I don't know what it, what it is. Right. But I didn't know how, like in the Bible, it even talks about when, um, uh, the prostitute comes in and cleans Jesus's feet and, um, she uses her hair and all this other stuff, but she put oil on him. There's multiple things in the Bible about oils and stuff like that, how it's good for the body. Right. And well, you can eat oil, like olive oil in your salad dressings and stuff like that. Olive oil when you're cooking your proteins or any, any vegetables or anything like that. Um, that helps you, that helps. I feel the nutrition to absorb into the oils. So it doesn't like evaporate in the aspect, right? So you're still eating things that have value into your body and gives you, you know, good nutrition. But with the marijuana and smoking it, um, you got to think he's a little bit older than us the governor of Virginia. So I feel like he has that old man mentality. Like that's not good. I don't want that for my family kind of thing. Sorry. I'm talking like that, but I feel like, um, he's old school in that aspect because in his generation, marijuana is bad. Blah, 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 right. But you were in Vietnam smoking marijuana laced with LSD. What yeah. is the effing difference? Right. Because you're not smoking it in front of your family, but you're smoking it in a combat zone because they laced LSD in their marijuana cigarettes and gave it to the soldiers. So they would calm down to help, uh, combat, uh, what was it? Fear and intensity of what war was. So they're basically the soldiers in Vietnam were once again, Guinea pigs. And it was crazy because like, I remember telling my dad, so, is that why you were into cigarettes before you met mom? And he was like, 
I don't think he knew that his stuff was laced with LSD until I showed him the documents. Right. But my dad was like, I smoked every single day. He was like, I got up to almost 14 packets of cigarettes in one day. That's how bad I was addicted. And I was like, how did you stop? He's like cold Turkey. He's like, your me, your mom's love meant more than a pack of cigarettes. Cause I think that's what was the ultimate thing. My mom was like, okay, enough. I mean, dude, every time I look at you, you got a cigarette in your mouth. And I feel like, uh, like, I don't know if you smoke or anything like that, but I feel like smoking cause it has like over 17 different chemicals that we don't even know what they're fully due to the body. But I do feel like when I look at Tracy, it ages. When I look at Vincent, it ages. I think cigarettes does. They have more than 19 or 17 chemicals. They have like four or 500. Yeah, but they were like, or was They're it 19 big, that were deadly or something like that? Or addictive? They have a ton Remember? of stuff in there. And like, look, I quit smoking in 2007. Congratulations. So, um, but and luckily enough, I mean, I didn't have any issues. I never got any type of lung cancer, emphysema, anything, anything that punishes me to this day. Um, that being said, uh, once again, what you need to do is you need to take marijuana off the schedule one thing, but cause they've got it listed on federally like it's heroin. Yeah. And it's not heroin. No. You know, so you, what you need to do is number Remember one. Remember what they were said when we were being raised that marijuana, smoking marijuana was the gateway drug to do harder stuff. Remember they pushed that? Remember? Yeah, yeah, correct. And but I mean, you know, but once again, you look at the alcohol business, and I've talked to enough people who to do marijuana, who say that they would rather just do marijuana over alcohol because you don't have no hangover, and it does calm your nerves, it does relieve stress, and it might not be the. Uh, I don't even know if it, I think it does give some type of municipal effect. It might not be as even though it's heated. No, I think, no. Okay. You know what? When you said that, I feel like it's temporary, but if you eat it, it can last longer And that's because it's going through the whole system. I could say that. I mean, but, but be here or there, but that's like, you need to get it off schedule one Mm. quick. So we're not wasting our taxpayer dollars on arresting people for something. That's a weed. That's why. Okay. So so we're still arresting people in Virginia. Because remember, I come from a liberal state of California where you can do it all day. Well, I think they passed it, but I think if it's over so many ounces. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But I think over in California, it's still the same thing. It's speed. Oh, no, no. um, You just have um, a card. No, that's medical. But you're still only allowed to carry so much. You're not allowed, I don't think, to carry like a pound of marijuana. Because Mm -hmm. now you're starting to traffic it. That's what they say. Okay. But what, what you need to release, too, and they're not going to want to, but they need to allow um, stains like mushrooms to be. Mm. That's why it's, 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 a, it's such a phony thing to have a stupid war on drugs. We've lost. So if you legalized everything, it would be so much easier to tell people not to... Um, it put legalizing everything. It'd be so much easier to tell people not to do heroin, even though we're feeding them oxycodone and yeah. anything that's a synthetic style of heroin. And then we tell them, "Hey, you got to get off of it." 
And then they try to go look for the heroin. That came from the DEA talking about that. You well, know. the crazy thing was but what, uh, the, mm-hmm. the stuff in mushrooms, it helps people with PTSD. But we can't even look and see if it does. And we have a comment here that said, weed isn't a gateway drug. I said, your friends, I say your friends are the gateway drug uh, or the gateway. If nobody is doing hard drugs, you're not going to try and find out, find harder drugs. And that no, is true. Remember, that was, that was something that was told to my generation when we were growing as, up as kids. Because <sighs> when we were in high school or actually middle school, high school time, it was, um, okay, this is your uh, brain on drugs, and they did the uh, eggs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where that comment for me came from was that's just what the propaganda for my generation was. And that that's what it is. It's propaganda. Um, trying to say that, you know, drugs are bad and all this other stuff. We used to have McGruff, and we used to have the D.A.R.E. program and stuff like that. And um, I think D.A.R.E. is kind of dead by now, but it's I think still around. It's still around. But to me, it was just like um, growing up, um, especially from a nutrition side, is if you really broke down the ingredients with uh, CBD um, versus marijuana flowers and stuff like that, because they're two different things. Um, I, I would love to um, go back to L.A. and talk to that Chinaman. And uh, there was this guy that was in L.A., um, little... Oh my God, his store was so little that like if you, you had to walk sideways because you were afraid to knock something down, but he had a whole entire wall, like say all this wall right here, uh, full of like 8,000 different drawers. And he had different things like cinnamon sticks, all this stuff from China and he healed naturally stuff like that. And, uh, in native American tribes, as well as, uh, the Incan Indians in Chile, they still believe in healing with natural roots and stuff like that. And I feel like um, being as a nutritionist, um, I had to learn all of this stuff from different cultures in order to get, you know, certification and stuff like that. But the one thing that I really enjoyed was people actually doing studies on CBD, eating it versus smoking it. And there's oils that you can actually put on your face and skin. um, um, If you have like, um, not zits, but um, if you have different skin patches, um, not the disease, but like ah, there's just some some people have like lighter areas and darker areas on their face and uh, that oil like balances it out and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, smoking it stinks. I just think it stinks personally. That odor is something else. <laughs> like if you could smoke it and have like little nose pluggy things, you know, to smell it. I'm all down, but, uh, yeah, it stinks. But, um, I noticed that the Germans, uh, did, were allowed to the sailors I'm talking about when we were doing some tests and stuff and and they were taking time off. Um, they had to ask, um, if we step on your soil and we smoke, um, are you going to arrest us? And we're like, uh, yeah, it's still a drug over here in the United States. So like, okay, we're going to be on our ship. I go, yeah. Because being on a German ship, that's German soil. So the U- U.S. rules don't apply. I'm saying that to the people that are listening. So um, so they smoke weed and they ain't even invited us to come. And my, I remember my senior chief, mm-hmm. if any of y'all, we're going to give you all drug tests. Let me get your names. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got your names. <laughs> we're going to give you drug tests when you come back. But no, it was, it's so funny because like 
for so many generations, marijuana has been the horrible um, uh, redhead stepchild of everything. But if we actually know the history of marijuana and CBD, um, it's all natural. Marijuana, and thankfully we have, it's reached to a point where we're having a lot more um things are becoming open and free and things of that nature because there's a lot of stuff within side of marijuana um that you can use for if it's municipal to mm -hmm. go down to like i said hemp but from clothes to paper to concrete mm -hmm. i mean it's so much and it's better i gotta look up that concrete it, it, yeah but i mean yeah that's cool because i use hemp okay so hemp is um also an herb too um but i don't know if you've ever smelled it it is like heaven what's that hemp okay so i use hemp in my conditioner mm -hmm. for my hair um and i don't know but i think in my head that my hair has grown a little bit longer with using that i use hemp in my lotions um i use hemp in my um uh what is it my night oils that i put on my face i use it like every single day um i even give it to my dogs and chewies oh, I do. both my dogs are like if we're gonna get the, uh their fur cut yeah i give like littlefoot three of those chewies and he's calm as a cucumber getting his fur cut off and all this other stuff right, right. so but like that see that's another thing that's a calming See, and I feel that, um, like, I don't understand because I've never done it, so I can't say um, what it does because I've never tried it myself. But I can see eating CBD uh, really helped um, with my digestiveness. But you that's what to, I took. See, it. the thing is, when if you take CBD, from my understanding, you got to make sure that it has the uh, THC in it because mm -hmm. that's what's in. That's what helps you. From my understanding, some a lot of people who've taken CBD uh, and the, and it's non with the no THC, it don't help. My mom is using that uh, CBD MD cream for her shoulders. And how's that working? And wonderful. Now, right now, she's got rheumatoid arthritis, so right now wouldn't be the time. Does she use um, heat on it afterwards, or no? I've uh, I'll do it uh, prior to. Okay. Because see, in class, right, they said to put heat on it first and then the cream because the heat opens up the pores and then you put the cream on open pores and it goes into the flesh, right? right? But then I seen, okay, so I, um, I have two mentors and I was sharing this with at lunch today, Dr. Bergman and Dr. Berg. Those are my two mentors when I, um, do a lot of my paperwork and my research on for um, anything health wise, because Dr. Berkman breaks it down. So literally children can understand, but I don't feel like he mentally talks low, you know, low down to you or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then Dr. Berg, Berg is here from Virginia and he talks about like things that you should take, like a cup of water with two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar and a couple, um, squeeze of lemon that will help because like right now i can tell that you're bloated from what we ate and that's that's crazy because a lot of people don't they think that they're fat right and it's like i look at you no you're just bloated that's it's your way of like it when we get older sugars 
digest and they break down, but they don't break down the same way when we're in our twenties and our teens. Right. But it's crazy because like our digestive system is so crazy when you're in the military versus a regular civilian life. Um, in civilian life, you choose to go to McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, uh, Arby's. I'm trying to think of all the other ones, right? And on the ship, we're literally eating, or a submarine, uh, we're eating what is given to us, right? And I remember on the Navy ship, uh, I got so thin that they were worried. They were really worried about me. And I was like, well, I can't eat this stuff because it's from a can. And they were like, okay, what does that mean, right? Because I, um, I was raised to eat very naturally, right? And uh, that's why I would have to say I'm 112% against uh, any pharmaceutical drugs, 112% against it. Um, I was on this one pill from the VA. I gained 86 pounds. And I, to this day, I'm still struggling to get it all off. And I don't know if I'll ever, no, I will get it off. I'm not going to say I will never, okay? But it was in a matter of a year period of time that I gained 86 pounds. And then they switched me to another drug and I gained like 10 pounds. And then I was like, holy shit, I almost gained a whole nother person, right? Right. And it was like, um, I, I try to eat slower, right? But now that I'm 100% off of pharmaceuticals, um, now it's just me walking or jogging or swimming or doing something activity on my end. But that was one thing that I do like that when we were locked down and shut down, I could always walk my dogs, right? And get out and get some sunshine and stuff like that. But yeah, that's one thing, Brian, I really, um, I think it's really interesting how I can be totally against smoking it, but 100% uh for eating it and putting in oils and stuff like that yeah but i bet you if you had the opportunity to smoke it i bet you might change your i don't you know enjoy it i mean and i'm just saying it for just like having a beer i, I love having an ice cold beer mm-hmm. i'm not sitting here going oh i need to go out and get loaded you know tonight i, I enjoy that occasionally but now the older i've gotten i don't enjoy it as much but it mm-hmm. used to be you know but we're just going down having two two beers, you know, three beers. But if I could just sit here at the house mm-hmm. and not have to worry that, oh, boy, if I smoke anything, if I eat anything, I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm really, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, you know, I'm going to lose my job, you know. But I, I highly believe, and I've never got to do mushrooms, but I mm-hmm. don't want to do, I, I was talking to some guy who, a friend of ours has mushrooms. And now, is that dried out? Mushrooms? Yeah. Like dehydrated mushrooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get okay. them and then they dry them and then you eat them and then you have the the, the visions. and the, Yeah, it's like an LSD. Yeah, yeah. but it's natural. Now everyone's, oh, it's grinding cow shit. Well, you know what other shit I've eat put in my system <laughs> right? that shouldn't be there? So me criticizing mushrooms. And like, burn, well, yeah. Hold on, McDonald's chicken oh, nuggets? Well, let me, oh, well, let me tell you about the soda I just had. Which, which <laughs> one's worse, you know? So mushrooms is, um, okay, so helps, in the culinary field, right? That helps the vet or anyone with PTSD. Okay, I don't believe that at all. Oh, uh, you must believe it, but it's there's facts of that helping. Okay, you're gonna have to bring that to me. Um, so as a, a retired chef, mushrooms and stuff like that, right? Um, I can tell you, I spent over two thousand dollars in just two years of my restaurant and my catering company and stuff like that to get mushrooms and stuff like that. 
So I don't think mushrooms do what you think. I think when eating it with food and stuff like that, especially cold foods, okay, not hot um, or warm foods. Uh, when I say cold foods, I mean like salads, like something that is room temperature to refrigerator temperature. Um, like I spent so much money in research on different kinds of mushrooms, putting it in food and stuff like that. So mushrooms are designed to relax muscles and to create good blood flow. And some of them can be extremely toxic, especially if you're on medications, right? Because medications, if we think about pharmaceutical companies, all of that's fake. All it's manufactured. Nothing, oh yeah, they can take a basil plant or some lavender uh, chemicals and stuff like that and break it down, okay? Or it takes a little bit of DNA from a plant and put it into a pill form, right? I don't believe in any of that. I really don't. Um, especially when you can go to a place, buy turmeric root, let it dry out, put it in a blender. There you got turmeric powder. You know exactly what that turmeric looked like and you know that there's no other preservatives in it. Do you just have the will to do it, right? I do. So with the mushroom part, um, I put mushrooms in a lot of my salads and I just got so many compliments. Oh my God, I could, oh, my hip, my knees, my ankles, I, I can use everything. My wrists feels great. I mean, yeah, because it, it creates, I don't know how it creates a good blood flow, but mushrooms help the blood. And a lot of people, they're like, ew, I hate mushrooms. I'm one of those people. I, I don't like mushrooms unless I put it into a sauce or I'm disguising it in some way, right? right. I will eat mushrooms with bacon all day long, but it was something like that. But see, once again, um, eating it straight up, I feel is very smart because if you break down ginger root, turmeric root, and you eat that in garlic cloves and you swallow it whole, oh my God, you will become a whole new human being. You'll be like Lydia or Lily. I'm just so excited, right? I mean, I feel like I'm 10 years younger and I'm like, yes, because you got better blood flow. Right. But um, I never did any mushrooms in the aspect um, to get a high or like have it like an LSD kind of trip to it. No, I usually put it in my foods. Um, and when you are catering, you have to have all your ingredients on the menu. So if people have nut allergy, stay away from this and all this other stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But with mushrooms, like I'm telling you, I, I will spend money on it because, um, once again, if you have a bad digestive system, like some people have a leaky gut right? and some people have like stuff coming out of their body, like they're tushy, like, and, or yeah, genital yeah. area. And they're like, what is going on with me? Why is that happening? Well, first of all, um, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> okay. First one. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to give you that advice. Go see, um, if you're a girl, a gynecologist, if you're a boy, a doctor, um, it is, your body is in distress when stuff like that happens. Right. And everything that we do today and are living with the stress, like being locked down again. And some people are saying, Oh, we're going to have to be wearing masks again and all this other shenanigans. That's just putting stress on the body. And you'd be amazed how, like, if you drink, like, I love drinking tea, like this is tea right here. I love tea. It dehydrates the body, right? But it also, like green tea also puts uh, good stuff back into the body, right? 
Um, but one thing about like mushrooms and, um, I highly recommend you eating it like that. Um, like, you know how you have raisins, they're dried out grapes, you eat them as whole and that's really good for the body. Um, some nuts like, um, pecan nuts are really good for the brain and the chemicals in your brain and stuff like that. But you got to eat it raw. Can't eat it with sugar on it and you can't eat it. And whatever you do, don't eat pecans or any nuts when they're hot. Don't do that. Uh, you'll get, <laughs> if you want to do an experiment, go ahead, do it. And then you'll find out why you don't do that. <laughs> but, um, that was just some things that, uh, I'm a hundred percent on your side, I would say, but in how you ingest it. Right. And that like with alcohol, alcohol is really good for the bacteria in your gut. But like having 12 drinks, like some people that we know, mm-hmm. uh, that's you, then you're going to start killing this good stuff that's in your body. Right. And it kills other but, parts of right? the body too. <laughs> your poor liver. Right. But no, um, like alcohol actually does really good for your digestive system. Um, it does kill, uh, other kind of bacteria that are inside of us. Um, because you got to think we're, we have bacteria all the, all, all through us. We have bacteria up here on our eyes. We have bacteria on our, uh, our mouths, the corner of our eyes, uh, on our hands. Yeah. Well, that's because everything we talk, touch, right? Well, that's what they talk about is we have good bacteria on our hands. Mm-hmm. So when we everyone was using the hand sanitizer we were getting rid of the good bacteria yep and then in turn we can have a lot of issues that people don't want to talk about but mm-hmm. um be it here or there we're, we're at the two we've been on for an hour and a half now and okay. i'm getting close i know i'm gonna to have to leave in a, probably okay. in a few minutes so let's talk about the one thing that we were going to say we're going to talk about okay how what are we going to talk about okay so um, the free speech and what we can say is going to be changing for the positive. And what we were talking about um, at the restaurant, and then you said we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So, so you're talking about Elon Musk, Musk. on tw- Twitter. Yeah. Which I think it is a good thing, but I kind of wonder what he was doing for because. Um, well, now it's a private owned company. Well, it's going to be privately owned, correct. And you have to look at. Um, it wasn't like Twitter was, you know, they just kept saying it was missing the projections. It kept missing projections. Does he have another idea? Like, did he look at it and go, and I've heard it on another podcast. I wish I could remember which one. Um, but they said because of low bandwidth and some of the stuff that it could be used easier for contact with um, like SpaceX or with Mars. So I was wondering if he just has a more of an understanding because I also think and as much as, and I'm a, there's nothing zero that I would ever almost um, Now I have to, now I have to go back. Okay. There is a couple of things that I would probably not want to, uh, it isn't a free speech, but a lot of times jokes are what you say i would be if it's hate speech or if it's whatever you consider hate speech or if it's some whatever you might say i would never i can't never if i agree with it or not i cannot ever block it yeah you know and i think well, i think it's happen- funny i'm sorry i gotta cut you off a little bit there what i think is amusing um is people that are actually racist are able to say whatever they want and people like 
us. We have to be, oh, we got to be careful what we say. We might get this or this and this. And to me, I think it's ridiculous when we have a person on YouTube saying all these things about black people, this black people, that, and, you know, we're the superior race, you know, we're better than Jews. And I mean, he just went, he just told the world. Yeah. He was saying all this stuff. And to me, um, I don't think that's hate speech. I don't, I think we just recently made that phrase hate speech a thing because we just said it so many times and then it just became a thing. And that's something like in the Bible, when we speak, uh, we speak things into existence, right? And uh, I can give you a good example. Um, I told um, the Lord, you know, um, I want to live in a house with land and that's just, that's just the way I want to die. I want to have my own house with land so I can garden and, you know, live off the land kind of thing, gardening and, you know, food and stuff like that. And now that I'm finally doing it, it's, it's amazing. I highly recommend everybody to do it, but, and you don't even have to have land to do it. But anyway, moving on from that, what I wanted to say was, um, I don't think there's hate speech anymore because the things that I, uh, was reviewing from the nineties, from when we grew up, um, all of that's considered hate speech. Now, all of it, like the thing when Jim Carrey was dressing up like a woman and she was like, I'm going to do the voice. I'm going to do it, Brian. You can't have me. Oh, Oh, yes. I know my luscious body you want. And he was, you know, talking in a man's voice, right? Almost like transgendering. Right. And, um, they were, it was like, a, uh, Keon Ivory Waynes, the oldest brother, uh, was like, I'm in love with you. You're beautiful. You can't have me. Right. And just like in a man's voice, it was awesome. And that's considered hate speech because we are criticizing, um, a man dressing up like a woman, but with a man voice. And that to me is nonsense. That was humor back then. You know what I mean? That was funny. And then when Dave Chappelle was a black man who was a comedian and um, he was dressed up in the KKK outfit with the hood on and he was born blind in this skit. Right. And he was just, you know, doing white power, white power. Right. And uh, everybody's like, we want to see your face. We want to see our leader's face. Show us your face. And he's like, and the people that were, you know, uh, puppeteering him or, you know, um, his, uh, like sidekick and his his people, right. Said, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Right. And he just took off his own hood and everybody just like gasped, like, oh my gosh, our white leader, he's black. (laughs) And this is one guy in the aisle, his head literally exploded. It was beautiful, but that was comedy. And now that's considered hate speech, right? And it was like, oh, people are getting canceled and all this other stuff. And like, I can say, I'm going to put you in this now. Brian Brian and I are kind of like in the same generation in the aspect. This is what we were raised in with a living color humor uh, where black people made fun of black people, um, where writers were black, white and women and men, you know, on a living color. They were all different shades of color. Um, homie, the clown don't play that. He was hitting kids with socks. 
I remember going into middle school or high school and they were hitting people with socks and they were like, this is stupid. We're taking away kids' socks now, right? Socks with little balls in them, right? Uh, tennis balls and hitting them. Um, that was a thing in uh, when I was, you know, growing up. And, uh, but that was our humor and humor in the nineties when we were growing up was way different than humor. Well, we don't have humor today. Like I will say to, I'm blue in the face. Amy Schumer is not funny. I don't want a woman to get up on stage and talk about her genitalia. That is not funny to me. Right. Well, the well, only wait. Well, I'll take that back. Okay. Let me take that back. Cause now I'm a hypocrite and Brian just showed me I was a hypocrite before he said anything. Okay. So there was this Asian, uh, comedian in the nineties and early mid 2000. And now she's gone. Um, I want to say her last name was Chow. Margaret Cho. Cho. Yeah. She yeah. the one, the double chin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like me. Okay. So, uh, this lady, she would talk about her genitalia and it was funny to me. Right. But now it's like, uh, when Amy Schumer does it, it's not funny. And it's just like, but then people are like, oh, well, I'm a leftist or I'm, you know, a libertarian. Oh, you're a libertarian. Yeah. But libertarian to the left side, um, that hurts my feelings. So we got we can't do that anymore. And us being conservatives, we're like, okay, all right, all right. Well, we won't be like that. But then I was listening to some of the stuff that um, the guy that does the night show, um, he used to have like light man's show or man talk show. The man show or manly show. Well, oh, you're talking about Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, that guy. That guy is Satan. But anyway, um, he was talking about women and saying, oh, well, the best women in the world are women with boobs and all this other stuff, right? So women that didn't have breasts weren't women. And I was like, dang, just take it down, you know, not sheesh. But I, I still didn't feel like, oh, we got to cancel him. We can't, you know, have that on television. No. Television is crazy that you, you belong to that, you know? Right. And, but that's one thing that I pray every day that humor comes back. And I, I loved, um, even though he is a fraud, Joe Rogan said that he was a fraud. <laughs> Joe Rogan showed us that he was a fraud. Um, but I really enjoyed, uh, Carlos Mencia mm -hmm. and he had the, uh, Olympics um, for all different nationalities. Like he had a hot dog contest for all white men to eat. And then he had a watermelon contest for all the black guys. And he, he stereotypical, but put humor in it. And he, I felt like when he did his humor, he never left anybody out. He made fun of everybody. So it wasn't like he was a white supremacist or he, uh, hates black people and all this other stuff, but humor was like that. Wow. And it was funny. And it was funny because it actually did bring us closer together because when I had a black friend, I was like, Oh my God, he does love watermelon way more than I do. What? And, uh, it was just funny. And then there was this guy comedian. Um, you may know him. I don't know if you know him or not, but, um, it was, um, fluffy, um, Enrique, yeah, uh, Enrique Iglesias. No, yeah. that's the singer. That's uh, Julio Iglesias. That's the father, but there's another guy. I forgot what his name, but it is Inglacius, but it, I don't think it's um, the same name as the singer. Because you got the no, father, no, Julio's it's, the father. It's Inglacius. Yeah, but that's the young singer. That's no, his son. That's the last name. Okay. Julio, I, I can't remember what this, Julio Inglacius is the old fa father. And then it was, I can't remember, he married um, Anna Corn, uh, that tennis player. 
Yes, that's the son. That that's Mary's. the son. Yeah, but yeah. Enrique, uh, no. Um, What's his name? I can't think. Of. Fluffy. That's what we're yeah, call no, it. Okay. It's so Fluffy. Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel. That's what it is. Fluffy. Okay. So what he did was um, the gift baskets, right? For stereotype and stuff like that, right? And he actually made the gift basket a skit that became a reality. And when this white man from the South um, gave him a basket to Fluffy, all he could do, he was like, I was offended because I didn't know what was happening, right? And then he opened up the, the basket, right? And uh, he had like all this stuff for Latinos, but they would eat Mexican food and all this other stuff, right? Um, the pork roins and stuff like that. All this Hispanic, Latino um, stereotype in a basket, right? And uh, Fluffy did one for his black friend, and he his black friend's like, I was so offended, and then I started eating the chicken, and then I started drinking the purple Kool Aid, and he, like he just said everything that was in the. He was like, I don't know if I was offended or just happy, right? <laughs> so um, that happened to Fluffy. A white man gave him a racial um, stereotype basket, and see that was the humor, right? And then um, one thing I did know, one person that stood his ground, I felt, was Jeff, um, the guy that does the tranquilist person. Ben Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Dunham? Yeah. I felt like he was the only one that stood the ground when they were canceling everybody left well, and right. Well, there was nothing for them to cancel on him. Yeah. So, but I still liked his humor. Like, I mean, his, he's fine. Yeah, but I'm, I did know that he took out the black right. uh, doll. So he doesn't do that anymore. But I do feel like that humor was still there. And that was cool. Right. All right. So I've hit the spot I'm going to have to go. So okay. uh, do you have anything else to say real quick to promote? No, but okay. God bless everybody. All right. And all I can say is thank you, mister, for staying on so long. Um, if you haven't, if you've got a YouTube channel, an Odyssey channel, a Rumble channel, please go click the subscribe button there. And uh, Twitter, Getter. You can follow us at We Are Max Lib, and uh, anything we've talked about, you'll find it there. So I hope you see you here next time. And um, beautiful chili at Rumble. There you go. So until next time, I'm Brian. That's Chef Lily. We'll see you later. Okay, that was awesome.